in a time of fear, panic, suffering, anxiety, sometimes in life, you got to look at the bright side of the coin. And today we are living uh, through International World Down Syndrome Day. So to all the listeners, I want to wish you a solid one and a bright one. What are you laughing at? Uh, wishing yeah, listeners who... But no, hold on. We, it's all well and good to make light of social taboos or mock the, the overbearing left and the perhaps bullying left-wing values yeah. are forced to do by occasionally pointing out flaws in it and maybe um, not overly taking nearly Nazi seriously a lot of the policies they like to push. But for you to be sitting there grinning and laughing when I'm saying happy International World Down Syndrome Day is nothing but ignorant. Yeah, sorry. But I, no, as in like I'll pull, I'll pull your mic kind of shit. Okay, up. yeah. yeah. Right. What are you doing? Sorry, I'm just laughing at the fact you're wishing people with uh, that don't have the extra chromosomes in their brain uh, uh, happy world down syndrome why wouldn't they uh, yeah I, why wouldn't they because they don't have the so, so what yeah <clears throat> the down syndrome community is perhaps the most beautiful community on planet earth they are people exempt from the hierarchical judgmental structures we create in order to function they don't really give a shit what other people think of them. They don't spread that anxiety and that social insecurity that makes us literally close in on ourselves and makes the world crumble day to day. Everyone could learn something from the Down Syndrome community. Yeah. Your attitude, your laughter and your ignorance suggest you've no experience with the Down Syndrome community. I do community. have experience with the Down Syndrome community. <clears throat> what? Um, I worked with one. He was a postman uh, in a place he used to work. Um, he used to come along every day. How are you? Drop me a post. It's just, just the way he talks, it's like doing an accent. I'm actually just portraying his. But that, that isn't an impression, you just simply spoke like a fucking moron. That's an absolutely ridiculous impression. Right, sorry. They, they still have accents. Yeah. If you met one in England. I was Which you were. All you did is just sound like you were having a stroke. <laughs> right, well, I wasn't trying to do this back, but he come up with kind of. Con- uh, you couldn't really pronounce, obviously, because he had Down syndrome. Lovely man. He used to sit with me for hours, talking about Manchester United. Great humour, great uh, values. I spent, I, I, I had the luxury of spending my transition year weeks on end helping, I wouldn't say helping, I'd say nearly being helped yeah. in St. Michael's house around some of those glorious human beings I've ever laid eyes on. Gossips. Yeah. Uh, sharp, funny, brilliant at pool. Romantically curious. Were they? Yeah. Um, had the ability to wind you up based on your football team. A lot of them like Blackburn. Did they? Blackburn following amongst the Irish Down Syndrome community. Would be winding up about Howard Webb being pro United. This kind of stuff. Yeah. That they, they really had the the capability to to repeat the grapevine. Absolutely adore them. Absolutely adore them. So I think you might have got the wrong end of the stick on this one, Pat. I'm not joking. No, uh, sorry for yeah. No, Absolutely big up to every single member of the Down Syndrome community out there. People we could learn a lot from. They weren't interested in gold, silver, bronze. It's about taking part. They didn't really abide by the capitalistic fascist structures that we've created in the world. They are traditional socialists. Yeah, They believe in showing up to work and getting paid whatever they get paid. But they make sure that the burgers get there on time. They make sure the bag is packed properly. They yeah. never miss a day. They don't get tonsillitis. No, couldn't get sick. They wouldn't, well, they wouldn't talk about their sickness because they see how badly they're treated every day. They wouldn't know they're sick. Would you no. think that that's nearly dangerous because they're accidentally spreading diseases around the workplace? Well, yeah, maybe, but it's not their fault. They are having an extra chromosome, like you said. Well, like, you know, there's, there's a lot of members from their community starting to make a footing in politics in true? France, yeah. in, in a variety of other places that are saying, here, listen, guys, 
um, there might be a kind of facial similarity between everyone in our community that, that makes it quite obvious to the naked eye that we have this condition. Yes, there might be a very slight speech impairment. And yes, in terms of social norms, we won't always abide by them. No. <clears throat> but we are human. Yeah. We fully know what we're doing. And it's absolutely disgraceful that in some Scandinavian nations, due to the fact that it's identified that we have an additional chromosome before we are basically given birth to, we are being terminated. Disgraceful. Absolutely horrible. They could terminate a beautiful Down syndrome child like that. They bring so much love into the world, something that we don't bring in to the same extent. Yeah, do you not think it's a bit much the way you're saying Down syndrome child? Do you Sorry, not think yeah. it's. I think be, about what you're doing. I may be you, using you've done an impression, term, you've yeah. laughed, and now you've caught. Would you say a cancer child? No. The cat would you say a mental child? Uh, no. 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 You'd say ha- the child they, they have Down syndrome or they, with Down they, syndrome. They, yeah. 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 You don't just label them Down syndrome guy, Down syndrome. It's ridiculous. No, apologies. That's not how they're defined. And uh, I say this again, and, and I really mean this. If there's anyone out there listening to this who, who is a member of the Down syndrome community, or if there's anyone out there with a brother, sister, cousin, auntie, or uncle um, who is a member of the Down syndrome community, feel free to email us. We would love to have a member of that community on fascinating people they see the world in a way that a lot of us could learn from and I'm serious get them on yeah happy world then simulate every single one of you out there big up sense of injustice behind being born with a condition like that but there is other injustices in the world we cannot forget and they are really rearing their head during covid 19 the elderly yeah we know people with respiratory problems yes we know but it's mother's day weekend and my heart truly and i mean truly goes out to to the mothers and i mean the south dublin mothers the ones in their early 40s We all know who they are and what they are, who have now accidentally been summonsed to homeschool their children. I'm talking about a very particular breed of South Dublin mothers here. Women who love to view the kid as an item, a social display mechanism to show us what they are and how they actually achieved their shallow dreams. Now, there's a lot of people of age listening to this that can see people of their own era and generation slowly becoming these women but fortunately for these people the kids are not yet old enough that homeschool is relevant they're only like one or two now and they're pushing them around the pram with a furry hood pair of yoga pants and a overly large nostalgic soft spot for coffee society ranla these women can be broken up into a variety of categories number one is the woman who expected more the woman who expected much more who was pushing around the child of a man she didn't really want to be with for the 10 or 15 years leading up to it but has ended up with due to social circumstances the social circumstances are probably the fact that she used a model for carphone warehouse on grafton street while shagging most of leinster's bench i never understood that i never understood why phone companies and companies who've nothing got to do with sex had two women in their early 20s in bikinis on grafton street in late february 
where it's two degrees, you're going to literally get frostbits. Crazy. Standing there with signs in a red thong and yellow bra. The most disgraceful scenes you will ever see. Huge, hugely popular during the Celtic Tiger is two models literally thinking that they are Kimberly and Kendall from that Hugh Hefner show that used to be on E. And they are interrupting a working class busker who's literally <laughs> singing his heart out so his mother can turn on the heating. You're walking down Grafton Street and this ginger little child with curls that are literally made of rope with a voice so raspy that it makes you think that he saw the Black and Tans actually murder his granny whilst Thierry Henry bounced a ball with his hands in front of his face. And then the son of some property developer who owns a modelling agency before moving into the Marbella prostitution game comes up and goes, sorry kid, um, can you fucking move? Uh, the girls are sticking Columbia signs in between their tits. <laughs> Gr- girls, you ready? Hold on, Dave. I think we just saw Trevor Hogan. Trevor. Get your fucking hands off me, bitch. He's mine. I give you back that OC box set. <laughs> you see, those girls, when they eventually get with this failing rugby player, they end up not with them when they hit their mid to late 20s for, for one of two reasons. One of them is that he realizes the rugby thing isn't going to work out. So he's not arsed, being paro every single night she goes to Crystal, that she's going to go home with one of his teammates. He knows he's not playing the ball to keep her. So the paroness either fucks her off or else, when he gives up on the rugby thing, he heads back to uni. And now suddenly, he's intelligent. By the way, we need to talk how embarrassing the sight of former failed athletes who are now mature students in UCD really oh, is. embarrassing. Guys coming up to you. Did you prepare for macroeconomics? Uh, no, mate. In fact, last night I gave the black guy in the toilet and purdy kitchen four euro to use jupe jump. <laughs> I exposed myself to four chicks from me outside Supermax. Nobody is taking this seriously. You're 38. This is, is not legally blonde. This is not going to work out for you. Mainly being here in an undergraduate in UCD in 95% of cases is a status thing. Nobody has a passion for thought macroeconomics, i.e. common sense. You had your go, you had your day. In 1996, instead of studying for the leaving, sir, you would rather engage in lumberjack matches outside Annabelle's. That's why you got 110 points, and that's why you ended up in DBS. Once a DBSer, always a DBSer. There's nothing we can do about that. Regardless of what the Leinster coaching staff said to you when they sat you down in the old offices that I'm pretty sure were just in fucking Riverview and Klonski and told you that this wasn't the end. There's education for you. There ain't. You're always going to use the fucking Bechtel or Greystone's chairman to get a job in a finance company. Forget the college thing. They try to fit in. It's not going to work. And sign me in next week, you Billy Madison fuck. <laughs> But they will survive eventually, these guys, when they get to college. They find the people who will accept them. And it's, it's, it's genuinely the funniest thing you'll ever see. Week four of a failed Leinster player in his early 30s of semester one in college, when you see him in a food court hanging around with the gamer crew. He's now literally pretending to like Call of Duty, the former Zach Morris guy, because it's actually slided that much from he first came into college, he thought he was going to be the big man. He realised no one cares, I'm actually the biggest yeah. phony in this yeah. kit. Then, he tries to kind of fit in, so he starts a fantasy team. 
but somebody looked over his shoulder in a lecture and he's Victor and Nietzsche being Connor Salmon up front. <laughs> You're not a football fan. You're a rolling mauler. This isn't working for you. Anyway, these moms were either left by one of those guys because he was too paro or else because he now chose education and turned his back on, on her modelling game. So now she is settling for a finance dude who she'll take as long as he in some way claims to work in sports and music by just getting her tickets through the firm in order to give her a platform to carry out her next affair. He doesn't mind. He's lost his virginity. They'll have a kid. She'll push his kid around the pram because she's now financially secure because she's tied this guy in and she'll cheat on him. But it won't end his life because the new batch of trainees who are 23 and he's 40 will be a much better option for him. Yes, they might not be as physically attractive and it might not make him feel as good. But as I said, he's lost his virginity now. And these ones will be making their own money. His dream. Once a scab, always a scab. (laughs) They'll also, when they're 50 and he's 60 or whatever, be absolutely cool with joining the golf club. Be absolutely cool with starting to take golf lessons. And they will cook a lemon sponge cake at the golf club bake sale. So these South Dublin moms I'm talking about are probably probably walking around parks with the eight-year-old child, nine-year-old, ten-year-old child of their ex-husband, yeah. geeky finance, son or daughter. Or else there's the other bracket of these South Dublin moms we're talking about. And these are the ones who were phonies in a phony world. They were never considered quite picturesque enough at an outdoor beach party, hosted by a recession-inducing criminal son but they had a plan a a huge huge plan but they didn't have time for a man who was risky they had to change their body they had to change their belief system and they had to change their career path they want a safe guy they want a guy who they can dress as spencer matthews who they can get on a knee in a pre-planned proposal and who they can get to put a fake tit on when the kid gets hungry these chicks are in it for themselves They carry the rejection of their teenage years into their late 20s and their 30s and they literally get knocked up by a guy who's working for them. She can't feed the child. She's up early. The interior design company that her dad paid for has an article in the Indo tomorrow. She needs to be on the blower. That's option two of the South Dublin mother pushing around the child of basically her PA who she's hired. A real quiet guy who ticks a few boxes, kind of played a little bit of rugby. She can make him look as if he is something he isn't and her social media is completely intact. And then there's option three. There's option three of these moms who just love telling us about the joys of parenthood. And their Instagram post, uh, when Luke was born, suggests that he just skied. Literally skied out of the womb, completely ignoring the fact that she was shitting, bleeding, sweating and crying while screaming at an undervalued foreign doctor about how to do his job. And he, for the only time in his career, yeah, well, he's just praying this one's a stillbirth. I don't care. You're allowed to say she's coronavirus now. There is no rules anymore. This bracket of woman usually wanted uh, similar things to one and two. She wanted a life that portrayed her perfectly in the weird, disgusting, and unhealthy social environment that she was raised in and wants to continue to be in. But she had a slightly, she had a different route there. She had what she wanted. She had the dude when they were younger normally. They were together maybe at 17, 18, or 19. But things didn't go her way, and she wasn't willing 
to really abide by the diet demands that were around in naughty South Dublin, which which were becoming yeah, a new thing, inspired by things like as the previously mentioned OC, etc., etc. So the pig that she chose um, left her. He left her for someone who who ticked the who boxes on, who life. looked better in, in a pair of Ugg boots, and she was left lonely. She was left sitting there. She couldn't believe it. He broke her heart. But then suddenly, when he starts falling short of of the life that he thought was going to happen for him when he's around 31, 32, and people stop buying his eight quid coffees, he goes back to mom. He says, what do I do? I fucked it all up. She says, you always love Carla. Carla will take you back. Absolutely no bother. And Carla does take him back. And now Carla's pretending like he never broke her heart at all. And now he owes her something. So she's even more shocked the second time he has an affair when the kid's four or five years of age. But she's ignoring it now. She's ignoring it because she has his kid. She has what she wanted. She got something that's there forever. And they'd rather lie than ever get split. By the way, I know I mentioned Luke skiing out of the womb. Everyone's moaning about the fact that the economy's down in Ireland. I actually think... If it means the families are going to stop going on fucking ski trips, well, then it has a fucking benefit overall. Is there a worse sight than a wine-reliant 55-year-old woman sitting outside a brunch spot on a sunny Sunday afternoon in Dublin with a pair of red crutches, red Swiss (laughs) crutches, beside her, telling everyone how great the family ski trip was? Yeah, I was on morphine for 80% of the time, but it was great. Has anyone ever not got hurt skiing? No. Look at Michael Schumacher. Look at Natasha Richardson. Especially if you're Irish. It snows here around once every three years. And it lasts proper, and I mean on the streets, not in the mountains, on the streets. And it lasts for around three days. Literally every thousand days in Ireland, (laughs) it's snowing for around four of them, I'd say. 0.4% of the time overall. Stay off the slopes. Oh, but it doesn't matter because Ronan is a fabulous skier. Oh, the eldest, the eldest is a fabulous skier. What do you mean? He still can't do fucking keepy-uppies, though, can he? That's what you really want. Pride in skiing? (laughs) Family ski trips from Ireland? We deserve this. (laughs) We deserve this. You drive by cost cutters most days. Stay away from the Alps. Speaking of keep yuppies, the toilet paper thing, and there could be a lot of listeners listening to this, you will regret it. Why? It's like the neck nomination. It's like the oh, ice bucket challenge. You will yeah. look back at the coronavirus era, and I understand it's tough. I understand social isolation is quite fucking difficult, but it isn't really. Just pretend it's not there, and every time you're tempted to go out and have a conversation with someone, pretend they're Bernard Dunn. (laughs) Bernard Dunn. We all know it's not in one take. My boy here, Pat Martin, how are you? Not too bad. Phenomenal footballer in his day. Thank you. Often underrated, could do a job for you in most positions. Unbelievable goalkeeper, Fabian Barteses, can kind of use both feet. One of the best amateur left-backs in the nation if he could keep the weight off. Yeah. thinks he's a number 10 you're not a number no, 10 you're not central you are an out and out yeah. fucking Dennis Irwin he tried to do it the chap had a seizure <laughs> you're not doing that in one take 
you're not doing 20 keepy uppies with toilet paper and one take unless the kids nowadays are just better than we yeah, were maybe they are I don't know unless their standards of their sports games because coaching got better yeah. in their era are just better yeah. but they're not it couldn't be one take it's toilet paper no but the worst is when they volley it at the end yeah. pretend they pretend it's not a miscontrol <laughs> they pretend that it's a, a deliberate volley it's because it's getting away from them and it's how many fucking take you're putting background music you'll regret it keep your heads the coronavirus isn't going to go on forever stop exposing yourselves with these fucking fads yeah yeah these women I'm talking about who, who have kids that are the result of the variety of paths I just described they never signed up for this. They never signed up for actually having to educate this nope. fucking thing. They signed up for clapping on a sideline. They signed up for comparing their height with other kids who come to the gaff. That happened to me growing up. The odd time I go to a mate's gaff and their L1 would stand us side by side and want her son to be taller. What the fuck are you talking about? How far I'm off the ground? The distance between my skull and foot? What is this? But I do feel for them now. And I know they're very easy to criticise. They're very easy to evoke the emotion of hatred. Of course, yeah. But you have to feel sorry for them when they're expected to give a fucking history lesson. So basically when Ireland got like real fed up with fucking England, isn't it? Yeah, England. So like Bill Collins and stuff, they took over the post office Oh, why? So basically the postal system was so important. So like when Collins and all took over the GPO, they thought that like if they can fucking slow down the post and just kind of fuck where shit goes and stuff, it would be hugely damaging. And that's basically why we're free. And that's why we can get iced coffees. (laughs) I'd love some footage of the homeschooling going on in South Dublin. Matt's. Long division, 452 divided by 6, whatever, second, third class math. Yeah, okay, now, so basically what you do is, right, and because the world is getting really, really tacky, Charlie, you just go, Siri, Siri, 452 divided by 6. <laughs> Siri, it is absolutely crazy. These mothers weren't meant to be involved in the child's education. They're supposed to put them into a ostentatious private establishment that let other people educate their kids with the use of superior notes yeah. grinds and give them this false masked illusion of education which allowed them to slip in to the colleges and allow them to get rugby coaching like the, the mothers who stand on the sideline taking pride in the kids <laughs> rugby they don't know what a rock is they don't know what a rolling mode they leave the education to other people so yes, although they become more distant from their child, who in many cases actually the university education goes the wrong way and they start actually learning things like critical thought and yeah. they don't necessarily abide by it anymore and then don't answer their phone on the J1 to, to their mother, mom who's yeah. still going down going, yeah, they're in California now, they're having a great time. But she hasn't really been on to them in four weeks. But the white wine's masking that. <laughs> She'll reinvent her youth through his girlfriend possibly. Oh, that's embarrassing. That's the best. The best is when you see the mom with the girlfriend or taking pride in the girlfriend's glamour. Yeah. Oh no, Charlie's girlfriend, she's no no, she's she's great now. So she's doing um she's doing fashion. (laughs) Very stylish. She's very glamorous. How are you? (laughs) It's absolutely disgusting and it's fascinating to see what's gonna happen. 
Absolutely fascinating to see what's going to happen to those mothers who are homeschooling right now. And to see the knock-on effect it has on the dynamic that they, they are looking for. The one that they think they are guaranteeing by signing up to this life. And the one they think they're guaranteeing through taking all of those knocks that allow them to be in the position they're in now. And to have that pram with that baby that they push around that society that carries that symbol. Regardless of what the marriage actually entails. A lot of crazy things going on in these times. I know we dealt with a lot of this in the last episode. Um, but the last episode we were in a state of panic now we're trying to give um, the patron the <laughs> listeners we're trying to give them a sense of of, of yeah of knowing that the world's still going and to calm the fuck down because yeah. a lot of people are panicking right now we were we were I'm not gonna lie we were a bit and I apologise for this we should never have done it we always said we never would do it we were a bit um, a bit plastered in the last step yeah we were we'd had a few dark. we'd had a few alcoholic drinks okay that was terrible too. We'd had, we'd, we'd had loads of them. We'd had around ten each. Yeah, yeah. It was awful. You take honest. pride in that. Oh uh, yeah. You do take pride. Yeah, yeah. You take pride in how much alcohol you consumed. Remember when you're like fourteen, you're yeah. going to this. I was sixteen. What? <laughs> Why? Why? What? Drinking six. A fizzy wheat flavored drink with a bit of alcohol in it that you didn't really drink that much of. No. Why are you taking pride in how much you can consume? But we're absolutely fucking gee-eyed in the last one. Yeah, embarrassingly enough. We were like all of you. We were scared. And also, we live in a nation where I think it's been proven, not also here, but also in the UK, that publicans run the nation. Publicans run this country. And pub owners are liable for absolutely nothing. This whole thing of giving out to people for going to boozers and singing Sweet Caroline. We don't know why people felt the need to have a drink. We don't know what they were going through in their personal life. They went to the boozer. Who should really be at fault? The pub owners. It was open. Why wouldn't oh, people go? Oh, we're going to lose business. How will we afford rent? How will we afford mortgages for buildings? Afford stock? Yeah. Security staff. You sell drugs. At the end of the day, you are the bottom of the barrel of importance of what we close down. Yeah. The product they sell is responsible for 15% of robberies. 37% of sexual assaults, 40% of murders, and 55% of domestic abuse cases. Crazy. This is a drug. And if you include the menu, which for some reason, I've been in boozers where you can get a sandwich sandwich. A what? You can get bread in bread. <laughs> it's like you have to, have to want obesity to be able to eat off one of the menus. Listen, yeah. I'm the first guy who took into a platter. Most boozers are like, oh, I went to platter, please. Yeah, in shame. Sometimes take them into the janks. It doesn't feel good. But I eat them. Those menus are a disgrace. Pub food's terrible. Pub drink is also terrible. And we've the guy from Weatherspoons now refusing to close down. It's because they're hungry as well, though. Of course, the hungriest country ever. But it's not just that. They have to realise what they're selling. Yes, in culture... You were the backbone of Irish society. But you're also kind of everything wrong with it. We had Kate Middleton drinking a black recently. Was she drinking one? She was drinking a plain. Yeah. What a great nation. Joyce. Beckett. Yates. Behan. Yes, a lot of those guys like the plain, admittedly. But why are we celebrating that aspect of it? 
the pub owners getting away with it is absolutely disgraceful. Also, if you think about what the customers are doing, children who witnessed violence, children who've experienced loss are the people who are much more likely to excessively drink. How many drinkers, and I mean proper drinkers, not guys who are having crack, yeah. are masking pain? Let's be honest here. 70%. Guys who what I'd say higher. Unhappy husbands. Yeah. Unhappy wives. Troubled kids. Or whatever, yeah. They're probably what? Any drinking that isn't between the age of 15 and what? 30? 32? Yeah. Is fucking dubious. You're drinking because you're in trouble. It's dubious! Yeah. Unless you're celebrating. Or unless it's a really good buzz. Unless your team won a European Cup. Yeah. Unless you met the woman of your dreams and you're telling your buddy about it the next day, you want to have a few playing over. But really, willy nilly meeting up and smashing bats. Yeah, embarrassing. Past the age of 30, you're, you're, you're obviously doing that for a reason. And the publicans are the people who provide that. Let's not also forget that they can dress this up all they want. They are coke dens. Yeah. Every single Jack's in Dublin Boozers now is a coke den and everyone's doing cocaine. Everyone's doing cocaine. Why don't we put it up and discover Ireland? I've never witnessed. I've never witnessed the cocaine use like's going on here because it's normal people doing it here. Yeah. It's guys who don't consider themselves they cocaine users. Real good guys. Yeah. Because blow isn't even slightly controversial in Dublin culture now. I challenge any European city, and we all know that the Amsterdams and the Londons, the fucking Berlins. Yeah, yeah. And the Lisbons have drug cultures, of course, but it's mildly celebrated. It's mixed in this kind of alternative cultural scene. Over here, it's fucking everyone. Yeah. Every single profession is smashing. You see people take off their scrubs in the fucking matter. The first thing they do is walk across to the local bag of bang of white in the jacks. Why are they doing coke? It's fascinating. Seriously, guys out there who are uh, looking to get on the wave or something due to the isolation the coronavirus brings, a huge like vice style documentary into the coke of the late 10s and 20s in Irish society it's hilarious yeah everyone's part of it mm, of course everyone's seeing it first hand we don't talk about it we all ignore it we all meet up we shake each other's hands people who let oh that's how you semi know someone everyone's blowed up uh, in their time. everyone's doing blow yeah yeah and the publicans are pretending not to see it these old school gar loving <laughs> overweight horse owning misogynistic nice guys who are anti-drug and they're not putting it up their nose but they are pretending that people aren't going into their jacks and putting it up their nose and if they are stupid enough to not know that the cocaine's going on their jacks when you, you it would literally be left there the next day yeah well, then, then they wouldn't be able to take stock then they wouldn't be able to to deal with Rubbish. investment, talk to the suppliers, hire staff. They wouldn't be able. They're not stupid men, but they pretend to be stupid whenever it suits them. Yes, the publicans are going to suffer through this like a lot of people, but this nation owes publicans nothing. It's about time the publicans do something for the nation. Why yeah, are they always the victim? Because they allow a few tunes to go on and people drown their sorrows and their boozers. Come on. There's some good guys out there. The modernization of the Dublin pub scene is something that should come out of this. They are becoming coke dens. Yeah. Old, great, Guinness drinking, crack holes. You, can't, you, couldn't, no, you couldn't go for a pint with your elf fella anymore no, in Dublin. Where would you go? Where can you go for a pint with your elf fella where people aren't doing blow besides you? There's always the risk of a guy you send me now coming up, chewing his jaw, going, Why the crack my hair? Everywhere I fucking go, there's dudes coming up to me I haven't seen in three years, coked. There's no conversation. 
Because they're coked. There's a conversation, but it's a coked conversation. False niceness. Mm. Dead end topics. Literal dead end. They briefly open up to you in a way they should not do. You know they're going to regret it the next day. Come on. Why are you saying that? You don't need to say that. That's going to give you a terrible skag. That's going to be terrible when you wake up tomorrow and you realize you're opening up to someone you don't know. The loose t-shirt. The pack of smokes, even though they don't smoke. Loose t-shirt. It's disgusting. Yeah, a loose sweat. white, yeah, sweat due to on, yeah. Sweat you to coke. <laughs> Passion you to coke. Don't and just complete seriousness. Guys taking the drug that wants to make them serious. What I do like about this isolation is I think that a lot of people are going to really come to terms with how actually irrelevant and pointless class A drug use Hopefully. is. Guys, right. we're not sitting here claiming to be Gandhi and Martin Luther King. No. Everyone's been around the block. But you can't do MDMA or coke in the next two weeks, probably legally, because the hygiene thing goes out the window. Do a bump of coke, yeah, and not only will you be shaking hands, you'll be shoving 20 cents up each other's noses. Mm-hmm. I think you'll kind of realize how pointless those things are. Think about the conversation you're having on it. I know we've been here before, but in this isolation, you have the opportunity. Yeah, to think about And the thing you will notice is if you do coke too long, that, that mate you like, that brother you have who you grew up with, who you have things in common with, who you've always enjoyed communicating with. If you spend too much time brained with him, when you quit, you're finished. Yeah. Are you? Yeah, you're you done. remember the days you're of doing drug. You got too serious with them. You got too brained. Sobriety <laughs> is the craziest drug there is out there due to the fact that it is a drug in itself because existence is a chemical reaction. It is the most outrageous drug. Being sober, being that sharp, being that in control of your emotions. If that was a drug, it would be oh. selling out. Imagine oh, going to a lecture picket and going this, you know what I mean? Fucking common sense. <laughs> ability to observe information. This is fucking deadly, man. Do you know what I mean? What time is it? Eight? Yeah. Accurate. Just your phone need battery. Where are you parked, man? Deadly. Cool. We go get a beer. Just real normal conversations. What a buzz. Yeah. Put the bag down. That's the thing I'm starting on this show. Oh, yeah. yeah, because a lot put of guys are getting down. told to put the bag down mm. by homework journals, yeah. by absolute fucking squares who've never been down Bag Alley. Yeah. Their parents. Why would you listen to that? They're telling you to put the bag down. Man, let's, let's be real here. In fairness to the, the older generation in this country, a lot of sharp people out there, yeah. a lot of good people who are really on top of things, but the greatest, and I mean the actual really intelligent, socially engaged 50 and 60 year olds in this nation aren't aware of the code problem oh, I don't know. that I our generation has. No. That's crazy. That Man, if it was more known, it would be on primetime every night. Varadkar yeah. would have to mention it. It's absolutely crazy. It's rampant. It's r- and also, if something happens to somebody due to the drug problem, the problem with it is that it's like when a smoker dies of smoking. Oh, Tony had a heart attack. Harry has cancer. All right. You just go to their funeral. You're not allowed to say they died of smoking. No, no they died of cancer. They died of stroke. They died of heart attack. No. David Bowie died. David Bowie, absolute icon. Probably the, the Lionel Messi of, of, of the fucking music game. Yeah. He harried. Yeah. He, he smoked so often. I don't think they deserve the same sadness when they get sick because they smoke. Yeah, they smoke. And that's like Pat Martin. Yeah. A literal chimney. Yeah. I don't think you're, you'll be sitting there hooked up to a bed going, why'd I do it? Every cigarette you have, I see a thing in your eye going, what am I doing? Yeah, of course, yeah. Don't. But we're not, we're not getting so crazy here, we're bringing this into smoking. Put the bag down. Put the bag down. Yeah. How do you want to run away from that mental anguish the next day? 
And you also surely have to get to an age where the coke conversations start becoming so irrational and not making sense. You can get that buzz elsewhere. Oh, if guys getting innocent women into it. Oh, or bringing, bringing a woman into a class A drug culture is probably the most scarring experience you will ever go through. Terrible. Leave those kids alone. Jesus. But people have died from it, like in culture. Yeah, to come back to that, people dying left, right, and center in their kip. Yeah, and Amy French, whatever happened to it? It's just, but well, she openly, she, I think she snorted and dropped. I don't want to comment on individual cases. Apologies. But what I will say is, there's people dying left, right, and center, one every 18 months, who is actively, actively engaging in the Class A game, and when they die, because you're not allowed to say it, their legacy just kind of diminishes over time because everyone slowly cops on to the fact that they, that they died of drugs. Yeah. But you're not allowed to say it because it's something very private, even though in a way we probably should be addressing it because people are dying of drugs. Put the bag down. Put the bag down. And also you're fueling, you're fueling the lifestyle of these absolute fucking phonies wearing shiny Fred Perry jackets yeah. Who are not even hard anymore. Back in the day, like John Gilligan's boys were tough, man. They'd give you an arm wrestle in a game of snooker. Yeah. These guys are like into their fucking moisturizers yeah, now. Clothes. They're not even film worthy. At least when the boys in the 90s were around, it was kind of like having the Tony Sopranos around yeah. the place. You could make content out of them. What are we actually going to make up about these guys? They're getting hair transplants. Yeah, midway through the film, he takes up mixed martial arts. Has one professional fight, wins on points, but doesn't go back to it. <laughs> Day 40, he gets the iPhone 12. They're not interesting. You're just fueling these kind of Love Island wannabe drug dealers who aren't even doing what drug dealers are supposed to do and entertain us. It's just real dark, cold-blooded shootings. There's no threats. There's no one ringing <laughs> journals going, I'm going to get your son and I'm going to ride him. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're not even entertained. Let's put the bag down. Put the bag down, yeah. Uh, one okay. fascinating thing I find about this whole situation with isolation and with the deterioration of society and every business being closed, sport not being on, gigs yeah. not being on, is how we're all starting to sadly realise we're much more alike than we ever thought. And humans thrive off competitiveness. Not just that, but hatred. Yes, we don't encourage war. But the guys in Whelan's... Yeah. The guys in the Bernard Shaw hope the Irish rugby team lose. Mm. The guys who are going to watch Ireland play Scotland in the Six Nations are hoping the next big thing in Irish rock and roll are shit because they think it's okay to go to picture this with your girlfriend and they're trying to justify that. What? That's what the people want to listen to. The guys in the Shaw are literally hoping, literally hoping that everyone but England because you kind of have to have a slight Republican undertone. They're hoping the Welsh show up and absolutely spank them. Their identities, and now that they're gone, especially people who get their identity through what they do, yeah. so they overplayed that in order to sell their identity, or what or they sport, do, uh, sport, how they socialize. Sport yeah, is such a, such a thing to watch. You get your hair cut off sports stars in a lot of cases if you're a sports guy. You yeah. get your motivation to be physically active. It motivates the watchers of so many of these sports. And that's all gone. We're starting to realize we're two feet, two hands. We're organs. We're skin and we're hair. And people don't know what to do. People don't know what to do. No. But it's fascinating. It really is. I, I think that it's either going to be very beneficial or very, very bad. It could send people to a place of 
depth, despair, and a lack of motivation that they've never been before. Do you think so? Yeah, it can literally make people go, oh my goodness, that entire world was fake, mm. who never addressed that when yeah. they were young enough. So they never battled that and never tried to find their own feet. They're actually going to go, oh my goodness, none of that matters. If this does go on for as long as some people are saying it's going to be, how are they just going to snap back in to phone calls with a receptionist about something that doesn't actually exist, especially when their commissions and their salaries and all are going to literally be half of what they used Mm. to be. And the whole thing of motivation in those industries is you're climbing a ladder of constant gain and constant motivation to blind yourself from the realities and make yourself think it's real, which benefits a lot of people. But... When you've been thrown halfway down that ladder, it's going to be very, very, very hard to get, to get your dick up. Yeah. Fascinating social things are going to come out of this. But the one thing we want to tell our listeners is that um, we're going to be coming to you quite a bit right now. We're on this together. And uh, when you put the earphones in and you want to engage with us, we're going to be there. Um, I've got a market. We'll get to it. Oh, sorry. Um, we'll get to it. Don't be afraid to rate on iTunes, review on iTunes. Tell fellow isolators if you're enjoying what we're doing here. Vera Duckworth here has the audacity to uh, say he has a market, which due to just pure fascination, I'm going to listen to. I presume you're going down under, are you? Yeah, yeah I've you're, going, you're probably going rugby league, like, are you? The only thing I'm yeah, you are. You really have problems, bro. NRL, yeah. Um, here he is, Martin's market. Uh, his records have proved a bit. Well done to everyone who got on Wales Plus. I still think it was luck. <laughs> yeah, um, but yes, yeah, here we go. Martin market edition five. Here we go. Uh, NRL tomorrow morning. You got to say what that is. I think that stands for National, National rugby, league. rugby League. I think is it? Yeah, down under. Uh, Australia. Shrimp on the barbie. Uh, oh whoa 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 whoa. Yeah. What? Shrimp on the Barbie. That's got to be something. NRL. Gold Coast Titans. Stop, 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 stop. Because you sound like you're from Essex. Just, just say it. Gold Coast Titans versus Pana- Panorama. I think it is Pan- Panama Eels. Uh, the Eels are minus eight away from home. It's going to be behind closed doors. So minus eight, even money. Um, I'd get on. Pan- Hold on, can I just say something? Pan- can I say, you, this is episode seventy-two. Yeah. I think you've been on for like fifty of them. Yeah. Why? Why are you bottling this? Sorry, sorry. Well, how were yeah, yeah? I know you did the shrimp and the barbie, yeah, but if you're doing the shrimp and the barbie, if you're doing it, do it. It's yeah, st- yeah. you're too far in. You're too far in. Gold Come on. Plus Titans versus Pan. I, I can't even remember the name. Yeah. Panorama Eels. Uh, Eels minus eight. Why? Last year, Gold Coast Titans. Second game of this season. Sorry, last year, Gold Coast Titans. Talk about it. Stop trying to get 16th, through it. This isn't a college presentation. Came sixteenth of sixteen teams in the NFL. Who did? Uh, Gold Coast so Titans. there's two teams playing Gold Coast Titans Gold Coast Titans and Panama Eels Panama Eels yeah. you say the Panama Eels are winning by minus eight minus eight fair enough why yeah. Gold Coast Titans came 16th out of 16 last teams season. in a row last speak year. like you speak when you're not doing uh, the market Panama Eels came 5th so one team came for the favourite team the team he's saying will win came 5th the other team came 16th what's Titans your evidence lost let's be honest here there's nothing games. on you don't care about a stat you don't care about what he's saying you're gone with him there's guys who are with him there's guys who's not with him I think I think he's winning this time it's too funny it's on at what time 7.15 7.15 tomorrow up. morning don't get tomorrow. yeah you, there's a lot of guys out there who want a bit of action he has one let's just finalise what the action is and stop this fucking weird Sorry, yeah. action go what's the Paramata market Eels. what pa- par- Parramatta Eels how Paramata. can they back it if you don't Sorry. know the name Sorry. of the fucking Paramata. team Parramatta Eels minus yeah. A versus Gold Coast Island 7.15 in the morning and, get home and, <laughs> and are you guaranteeing it guaranteeing it minus 8 don't be afraid. Maybe under points as well. We could easily be back in the next 48 hours. Rate us, review us, and uh, 
as I said, the more we see, the more we do. Shit, forgot to do the cold jersey. We will do it next time, am I? Sure. It's been how many years, my oh, boy? You still don't know my chairs of joy. No need to go, just take Radio it cast. slow. Podcast. And have you heard the Michael Anthony show? Makes me see the light What about those tears? Cheers, believe my eyes How's it make you feel?